Hi there, this is the Fence Post's Rachel Gable, and this is your Ag News for the week of September 13th. In this week's issue, um, I did a little bit more about the proposed congressional districts. After sitting through some of the testimony last week and also offering my own, I'm fairly convinced that the uh, staff and the commission will have a new proposed staff map on the 15th of September, which is the deadline for the second map. Now, uh, the thing that really caught everyone's attention with this first staff plan was the huge Southwest Colorado Southern District. So it goes clear up to Mesa County on the Utah side, clear down to Montezuma on the Four Corners side, the far Southwest corner, all the way over and grabs Los Animas, Otero, and Crowley County, grabs Pueblo County, Custer, Sawatch, Gunnison, Pitkin, all the way up to Eagle, and then back, you know, all that Southwest District. It's a huge district. The reason geographically that that is so large is because constitutionally, uh, the congressional districts have to be fairly comparable in population size. So, of course, to get enough population to compete with one of the like the first congressional district, which is Denver, which is tiny geographically, it takes a lot of square miles in rural Colorado to do that. The other constitutional things that we have to look at, especially after some amendments were passed, were these congressional districts need to be competitive and they need to keep communities of interest together. So communities of interest are pretty broad. Um, there's a lot of arguments for keeping Colorado Springs and Boulder in the same CD because of the universities, that that's kind of a higher education congressional district. You might want to keep the, the river basins together. Some people want to keep ag together. Some people want to keep Muslim or Hispanic or black communities together. Others want to keep um, kind of heritage districts with uh, that Native American and Hispanic culture in the southwest corner. Uh, there's all kinds of communities of interest. I certainly don't uh, have any answers to the uh, conundrum of drawing this CD map. And I, I certainly appreciate the work of the commission and of the nonpartisan staff that works hard to put this together at the pleasure of the commission. Of course, uh, the new map is due out on the 15th. If it has, it'll go through another, I believe, another public comment section session, and then if changes need to be made, um, eight of the 12 commissioners need to accept a congressional map before it is sent to the Supreme Court for approval. If they cannot come to that eight out of 12 agreement, and that has to be two also unaffiliated commissioners, that it will go to the Supreme Court and they will be the ones to make that decision. So in this week's Fence Post, the uh, I have a, an additional article about that, and its proposed CD map would drown out rural communities, and that's what I want to share with you quickly so that you're all caught up. The most recent draft map of Colorado's proposed congressional districts, known as the First Staff Plan, was presented to the Colorado Independent Congressional Redistricting Commission on September 6th. The September 28th deadline for eight of the 12 commissioners to accept the current map or one with variations based on testimony is looming. 
the proposed first staff plan drew criticism from all sides in the week's public meetings. The commission includes Carly Hare, unaffiliated, CD4, Chair Jolie Bronner, unaffiliated, CD1, Vice Chair Martha Coleman, Democrat, CD2, Musa Diwara, unaffiliated, CD5, Paula Espinoza, Democrat, CD4, Jason Kelly, Republican, CD3, William Leone, Republican, CD3, Danny Moore, Republican, CD6, Lori Smith-Shell, unaffiliated, CD3, Julie Marie Shepard-Macklin, Republican, CD6, Simon Tafoya, Democrat, CD1, and Elizabeth Wilkes, DCD5. Uh, the no witnesses attended the live Lyman site to testify in the morning of September 8th, though about 30 witnesses testified online. One of the most contentious points of discussion was the large southern district that usurped the rural eastern and western slope districts. The proposed second district is comprised of Alamosa, excuse me, that would be the third district is comprised of Alamosa, Archuleta, Conejos, Castilla, Crowley, Custer, Delta, Dolores, Eagle, Gunnison, Hinsdale, Huerfano, La Plata, Los Animas, Mesa, Mineral, Montezuma, Montrose, Uray, Otero, Pitkin, Pueblo, Sawatch, San Juan, San Miguel counties. Also includes a portion of Garfield County. Several witnesses spoke in support of keeping the Aerospace District in Jeffco mostly whole, particularly, particularly for purposes of earning federal funds. Another witness spoke in support of keeping Weld and Adams County together with portions of North Denver, including Commerce City, to keep the Latino community in those counties whole in proposed CD8, which, as drawn, is 38% Hispanic. Alan Mays, a Montezuma County farmer and rancher, said he had serious reservations about Boulder's inclusion with northwestern Colorado and the splitting of western Colorado and what he called the shared rural interests. He said the massive urban corridor is an impediment to the fair representation of rural voters and the newest map erodes the voice of agriculture. Commissioner Leone asked Mays which population centers have a connection to rural communities. Mays said population centers rarely share the same concerns, though they all need agriculture and benefit from rural areas. Michael Hess, a former congressional staffer for the Colorado delegation, said communities of interest should be prioritized by ways in which those communities interact with the federal government. I personally favor a more east-west map because of the geography, he said. What you'll find is the western slope and rural communities primarily deal with the Department of the Interior, and Eastern Plains with the Department of Agriculture. He later added that the tribes in southwestern Colorado interact primarily with the Bureau of Indian Affairs and the Department of the Interior. The tribes, he said, benefit from the representation, benefit from the representation of former Senator Ben Nighthorse Campbell and former con Congressman Scott McGinnis during the Ute tribe's long fight to receive the water rights he said they were promised. He said CD2 should remain an educational district with Boulder and Fort Collins within its boundaries as both are driven by higher education, though the two universities rarely compete for federal funding dollars based on their very different missions. He argued that from a rural perspective, the map proposed isn't a good one, though he recognizes that no map is perfect. Hess said keeping the Colorado River Basin whole in a single district is important because without that natural resource, 
everything goes away and the state becomes a desert. Additional witnesses from Larimer and Boulder counties and the Western Slope, including Mesa County's Dr. Karen Siebold, spoke in support of keeping the rural counties in the western half of the state together with communities of interest. Water, agriculture, oil and gas, Second Amendment rights, together. My biggest concern is lumping Larimer and Boulder in with the western and northwestern part of Colorado, Siebold said. It seems philosophically that those communities don't really mesh with the important things the Western Slope considers primary. Conversely, Britta Ross from Pueblo County testified in favor of the large Southern District and said she was one of the group of eight people who submitted and championed the change. We really like the staff map, she said. We didn't get everything we want, but generally speaking, they kept the Southern Colorado areas geographically together. They retained much of the water, the historical, the cultural, and the community interests. She said Pueblo's inclusion in a district of the San Luis Valley is critical from a cultural perspective. Commissioner Shell asked Ross for her thoughts with regard to the large southern district, with the large southern Colorado district's effect on the remainder of the state. When we drew our map, we went from communities of interest. There were eight of us, and we didn't look at the northern part of Colorado. We didn't look at Denver, she said. What we looked at was the communities of interest that were involved down here where we live, so I really can't tell you the impact on the rest of the state. What's next? If this nonpartisan staff-drawn map is not accepted by the commission, a new staff-drawn map will be released September 15th. If necessary, another will be released on September 25th. If no consensus can be reached by eight of the 12 commissioners, including at least two unaffiliated commissioners, the map will head to the state's highest court. If agreement can be reached by the commission, the map must be presented to the Colorado Supreme Court by October 1. CD1 would include most of Denver. CD2 would include all of Boulder, Broomfield, Grand, Jackson, Moffat, Rio Blanco, and Route counties. It would also include western Larimer County, north and western Garfield County, and parts of Summit County, including Breckenridge. CD3 would include Alamosa, Archuleta, Caneos, Castillo, Crowley, Custer, Delta, Dolores, Eagle, Gunnison, Hinsdale, Huerfano, La Plata, Los Animas, Mesa, Mineral, Montezuma, Montrose, Otero, Ure, Pitkin, Pueblo, Sawatch, San Juan, San Miguel counties, and a portion of Garfield. CD4 would include all of Baca, Bent, Cheyenne, Elbert, Kiowa, Kit Carson, Lincoln, Logan, Morgan, Phillips, Prowers, Sedgwick, Washington, and Yuma counties. It would also include most of Douglas County, Fort Collins, and nearby Larimer County areas, about 48,000 Weld County residents, about 10,000 Eastern Adams County residents, and about 8,700 Eastern El Paso County residents. CD5 would include most of El Paso County, including Colorado Springs. CD6 would include most of Arapahoe County and parts of Douglas, Jefferson, and Adams County. The entire city of Aurora would be in the district, as well as Centennial, parts of Highlands Ranch, and Littleton. CD7 would include all of Chafee, Clear Creek, Fremont, Gilpin, Lake, Park, and Teller counties, but it would also include most of Jefferson County and about 6,000 people from Summit County. CD8 would include most of Adams and Weld County, including all of Thornton, Greeley, Commerce City, North Glen, Brighton, and other north suburban cities. There would also be a small portion of North Denver and a portion of Larimer County included. 
for that full article as well as maps. You can see the last two weeks of the Fence Post magazine, and of course, all of those maps are online. Again, I'm looking for another staff-drawn map to be released on the 15th. Uh, we certainly have some strong voices within that commission, and I think that they're doing a good job. I think that they're listening. And uh, keep in mind, that is bipartisan. I saw a lot of uh, scuttlebutt on uh, Facebook saying, well, it's not uh, bipartisan. Well, it, it is. There's Republicans, there's Democrats, and there's unaffiliated on there. And we do have some strong rural voices. There's actually an unaffiliated commissioner from Durango, I believe. I think she's from Durango, who's an excellent uh, an excellent voice for rural Colorado. And there were a lot of folks that testified this week who were not necessarily rural, but uh, testified that putting, uh, for example, Boulder in with the northwest part of the state where those rural counties are is, is not going to work nor will it work for Fort Collins and Douglas County to be part of the Eastern Rural uh, District. So at any rate, you can watch the Fence Post this week for updates. Uh, we'll be in Belfouche, South Dakota this week for a meeting, but we'll of course be, be working and uh, bringing you the latest. Uh, there's a fire at the JBS plant in Grand Island. Not too much known at this point. It sounds like it's in the rendering portion of the facility. That Grand Island JBS plant is a busy one for shipping, and, and we hate to see anything happen to any of those plants because we don't need any additional uh, slowdowns or bottlenecks in that meat processing uh, segment. But we'll keep you up to date with everything that we hear. I've already sent my emails and calls to my guys at JBS, so... Uh, we'll keep you abreast of all of the things that are happening there. Until then, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Hi there, this is Rachel Gable. I'm the assistant editor at the Fence Post Magazine. And this is your podcast for the week of Monday, September 13th. Lots going on in agriculture right now. Uh, there's currently a fire at the JBS plant in Grand Island, Nebraska. We don't have a whole lot of information about that, but I will offer you a quick uh, update about that and we'll keep that coverage coming to you all week, as well as lots of big stuff on the, uh, on the agenda this week for the Congressional District mapping uh, process in Colorado. Uh, the current staff draft staff draft map is a bit of a train wreck for rural Colorado. So uh, I'll get y'all caught up on that. We have a lot to cover, so hang tight.